Okay, so we are back after some technical challenges. So we're missing the first 12 minutes of the show. Um, <laughs> okay, but we're going to make this work. We're going to go. So I'm going to record this locally, and I'll upload it to YouTube and, and all the podcast things, and it should be fine. Even if uh, the stream doesn't, doesn't work, uh, we're here live in Discord rather than streaming in Discord. So I guess the... I'm guessing the 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 uh, MSP Waves stream and and the video and everything is not working, but we will make do with everything that's going on. So, uh, <laughs> what we were what we were talking about was my deck for for uh, account rentals, and um, so just quick recap, you know, deck for for owner owner who owns cards delegates to a play, a gamer account. A player comes in, plays the gamer account, and then they split rewards. So I have 47 accounts running right now that are not optimized because I put them all together before Collection Power was implemented. I know it's been like six months, but I still haven't gotten to, to making all that work. And then uh, I finally I was starting to track things. So season 53, which was the most recent completed season, I made $236 in the form of 286,000 Dark Energy Crystals. And that represents a 10.6% annualized return. So, not too shabby, and I think um, I think that it'll only go up from here because I'm going to spend a little bit of effort into making that whole thing uh, better, you know, by by reallocating teams. So, like, uh, I have like gold foil teams which have like two million collection power, that, but that are silver league, and I've got regular foil teams that are um, you know like sixty-seven thousand collection power, but the same levels. So I need to I need to move some gold foils around to, to kind of even that out, because what I want is a um, what I want is you know those those silver league teams hitting into gold three and gold two. Uh, <laughs> I did say how many decks 47, 47 teams that I'm fielding right now, which is a lot obviously, but that is because I am you know number one aside from aggroed. But I put together this little this little chart for myself, which uh, you guys might find interesting, and this is this is kind of secret information. So here we have um, basically collection power needed, and then the you know the the rewards quest quest rewards and then season rewards, and then what the expected chests per season are, and how the expected chests per seasons work is basically you have to take into account. The fact that when the season reset happens, you go back three spaces. So if you are in gold one, let's say, you get shifted back to silver one at the beginning of each season, and then you have to battle your way back up. So your your top limit is rated is based on both you know what kind of cards you have as well as the collection power. So uh, I wanted to find out what is kind of the optimal range for chess versus collection power. And uh, at the really the optimal one is is at the very bottom with uh, with bronze you know two basically that's just a starter pack and like one card <laughs> so uh, the problem though or, sorry not the starter pack the summoner spell book uh, but the summoner spell book cost, costs ten dollars so it's not very cost effective to to field you know thousands of accounts although there are some low level bot networks that do that. Uh, so in in the realistic range, what I think of it as is in the silvers, golds, diamonds, and champions. So you can see on that right-hand column that 
you know, th those red areas in Diamond 3, uh, really, really Gold 1 through Champion 3, those are your lowest returns in terms of how much rewards you get versus the collection power you have to put into it. Now, collection power does not scale one-to-one -one with market value, but it's a good proxy, I think. So the kind of optimal areas is that silver one, gold three uh, range, which is a large part of what I am what I am fielding in my teams. I've got a couple gold level accounts, gold, you know, gold league. I've got a few diamond league accounts. Um, but uh, <laughs> Crypto Reaper says, I think I have 51 total. Not at my PC currently, but I only share with like four people splitting cards and deck. That's pretty good. 51's a lot. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, silver, silver two, silver one, that's, that's kind of, kind of optimal. So, you know, I, I am trying to make sure that, uh, you know, I have teams that are silver league and will get to gold three. And really the only reason I'm doing that is because I have the gold foil cards to do it. So it's sort of already a sunk cost rather than, you know, buying new stuff in order to, 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 to get that running. So Crypto Reaper saying he says he aims for silver too usually, so that's a real good, that's a real good spot to be um, uh, in terms of in terms of optimality. So if you're if you're buying new in order to in order to field these teams, then yeah, silver two, um, you know, silver uh, even even silver three is can be can be great, you know, on a, on a cost basis. Uh, what this doesn't factor into though is the the fixed cost of the summoner spellbook. Um, because you know, hive power is super cheap. Um, that's that's not really a big big a uh, big um, barrier to overcome as far as fueling those accounts. But the the ten dollars for the summoner spellbook is is a good chunk, especially you know because those lower those lower leagues you know you're getting uh, fewer and fewer chests, so it takes longer and longer to recoup that ten dollar uh, sunk investment. So. Uh, personally, I like the, the silver two, silver one, gold three, that, that range. Uh, the problem with high level cards is liquidating and transitioning a deck to a better spot. At least for me so far, it isn't worth it. Yeah, liquidating is a problem. Um, so that, that gets into kind of the broad, uh, the broad aspect of what it is that you're doing. So, you know, when you're combining these cards, you know, it's a permanent function. So you are knowing that you're taking a hit on market value compared to singles. So the the question is that are you doing it for the long term and will that make sense? And in in the very long run, if and when you want to liquidate, then will those buyers be there to to absorb them? And you know, if the game grows and we have more and more users, then the answer is probably yes. If the game doesn't grow, then it's much harder. So like my collection it's virtually impossible to liquidate. <laughs> uh, I would have to take such a huge haircut up front, if, especially if I wanted to do it all at once. You know, it, that's that's rough. Because um, I mean, I'll bring up my uh, my peak monsters here. I don't know. I, I, the only time I really check it is is on these shows. But let's see what we're dealing with at the moment. So eighty six. I mean. So, I mean, I could maybe beg aggro to take that for like half, <laughs> you know, so liquidation is, is a problem. Uh, but, you know, in terms of cash flow, you know, it's, it's doing great. You know, I, I have, 
Um, I have a good chunk of that, you know, 36 million dark energy crystals. I have a good chunk of that delegated out and working for me. I have like, I forget what mine, my personal playing uh, is, but it's, it's a bunch. Let's see if I go to cards. Uh, my collection power is 9 million of that. <laughs> uh, it's kind of ridiculous. So like a quarter of my, of my uh, more portfolio of cards there is tied up in my personal playing account. And that's because it's like alpha gold foil stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit ridiculous there. <laughs> uh, let me see, let's bring up my legendaries just for funsies. So these are the guys that represent a good chunk of that 9 million. Those are just sitting there because, you know, otherwise they're impossible to, to sell and, and use, which goes to Crypto Reaper's liquidation point. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, you know, if if we get 10x the users, then I think I'd be able to sell them no problem. Uh, <laughs> Quantum Mancha says that's like 20x of his. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm literally number one outside of Agrod. And I don't think Agrod counts because, you know, you, you know, people buy uh, buy packs, and then you know some of that money goes to Agrod, and he uses some of that money to to buy packs himself. So it's kind of um, uh, recirculating, I guess. Uh, but anyway, so for external people, I, I have the the largest collection uh, as far as as far as I'm aware, anyway. So that is that is to be expected. Uh, but yeah, so 10%, you know, annualized right now, I'm happy with. And that was that was at um, a price, you know, a dark energy crystal price of, what was it? That was at uh, 823 Splintoshis. And one of the things I wanted to talk about today was the fact that uh, Splintoshis are changing, right? So one of the great things that was, that's been done is that we have the, the Uniswap liquidity pool now, right? Which obviously you all know about. We talked about it last time with the incentives uh, for the uh, liquidity providers who are now getting paid, you know, splitting up 274,000 Dark Energy Crystals per day. And uh, I don't know if you noticed since then, but <laughs> uh, crypto's been on a massive bull run of like 30 to 50%, depending on what you're looking at over the past week or so. And here's what that's looked like. Here's what that looks like. So this is Ethereum, and from from a week. Well, let's look at a weekly chart. Uh, let's see here. From a week ago, we were at a high of seven seven fifteen, and now we're at eleven hundred. So big change. <laughs> it's like fifty percent in in the past week, which is just insane. And the way Uniswap works is basically. You know, unless there's other trading, the anything pooled against Ethereum is going to rise or fall with Ethereum. So Wrapped Leo is has risen just like Ethereum has, and Dark Energy Crystals have risen just like Ethereum has. And the gas fees have been so high on on the Ethereum network that it's really discouraged people from trading. So when we when we go over to uh, Dark Energy Crystals, uh, we can see that this chart's always messed up. That we've had a nice little, nice little bump here. There has been some selling, uh, which has which has not 
which has prevented it from rising as much as it could have, but we are definitely well above where we were a week ago. So the question becomes, how much will this continue? <laughs> yeah, how much will this continue? And uh, I think a while. And, you know, so last week or the week before, we were talking about what are the fundamental, uh, the floor and the ceiling of dark energy crystals. And that basically has to do with the burn value of the cards versus the $2 of, of um, $2 of, you know, U.S. dollar cost of packs. And uh, Paul's saying he burned 5,000 of cards in the last few days. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it popped up over 1,100 Splintoshis there. And, you know, you got to take it right? <laughs> if, you're, if you're in the selling mood. So, so, you know, if we're along for this Ethereum ride and Ethereum runs like some people are saying, then what happens, right? So, you know, I, I think we have a, a cap on Dark Energy Crystal of, of about $4 per thousand or 4,000 Splintoshis. And that's because of the, of the, um, the $2 per, per um two dollar per pack cost so at that point uh it's it's cheaper to buy packs with us dollars and then you know open the cards and and sell everything and burn them and sell the, the dark energy crystals on uniswap than it is to buy dark energy crystals and uh paul says these were all cards i bought on the market and then burned since the deck price was so high <laughs> exactly why not send a deck 101 uh, if they're maxed, you shouldn't, but otherwise you should. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. We got plenty of Dark Angel Crystals to, uh, to send you. Uh, if you're, if you're doing over, like, uh, two million, then, you know, text us first. Or DM us first. But if it's under that, no problem. Anywho, so, you know, how long are we gonna, are we gonna go along this ride? And, you know, people are throwing out crazy numbers for, uh, for Ethereum. You know, I've seen people say, like, this run, we're going to see, you know, 3,000, 5,000. Uh, I've seen people say uh, 40,000 at, at, the, at the peak of, of the cycle. Um, so, you know, it's, it really raises the question, you know, because the transaction fees on, on uh, Ethereum are so high in these kinds of environments, it really puts a damper on the trading you can do. So, you know, we might see prices well above that 4,000 level if, and if Ethereum really does make these big moves, uh, you know, because just, it, especially for the smaller players, if you have 100,000 Dark Energy Crystals, then, you know, you can't sell it at all because you're, the fees would eat up everything. Uh, so we might see prices that are much, much higher than the normal cap in a regular trading environment would uh would allow and nachos is saying uh now that the pre-sale land sales are finished any figures of how much deck is owned by splinterland devs now versus the community i don't know uh but we can we can do a little figuring i guess um let's see we went to let's go to the sales uh shop land all right so there's sixty-three thousand plots left So, da, da, da. we can look at that. 
and we can look at the number of raffle tickets that are out there. Uh, but let's go to Leo decks, tokens, raffle info. All right. So that is 791,000 uh, circulating. And we know 100,000 of that went to the Uniswap rewards, so that would be 600, let's, let's round it off to 700,000 went to pre-sale sales. And uh, so that would be, you know, uh, basically 700,000 Dark Energy Crystals. I mean, some people paid with, with um, I'm sorry, 700 million Dark Energy Crystals. Um, no, that can't be right. Uh, some people paid with with fiat and with other things, but I think a large portion of it was was dark energy crystals. So let's see. Let's see. if nine million got me nine thousand, then it would be a thousand, but that can't be right. So let's look at DC circulating supply. Uh, circulating supply has gone up quite a bit. So we're at 620 million there. You can check out the rich list of dark energy crystals. You know, it's always it's always difficult to 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 disaggregate the Steam Monsters account because so much is tied up in player escrows. Uh, but we got uh, what is that? How many zeros? That is basically 600 million inside the Steam Monsters account which leaves 20 million outside of it. Yeah. So I would say the vast majority is probably in the Splinter Ass coffers right now. We're talking, you know, 50 million, uh, probably outside of the, of, the, of the player escrows. And if we do 50 divided by 620, that is what percent? Eight percent. So let's round it up. So let's say ten percent. Uh, right. That's what I'm trying to do is to, to separate people that own deck and holding game. So we know a, a lot. You know, uh, hundreds of millions went into the Splinterlands or the Steam Monsters account uh, for the land sale, and uh, we have ballpark idea of how much of that is player escrow uh, and that's based on you know how much was had to have been spent for the lands so I'm gonna say 10 maybe 15 percent is you know in in the hands of players rather than in the hands of of splitter lands the company so that, that's not a lot and you know it's it's now January of 2021 if the development timelines are right, we're going to have fully functional lands, you know, Q3 or Q4, 2021. Uh, <laughs> Paul, no, we are not screwed. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to that in just a second. So, the, um, so, I mean, once those go live, you know, that's not the end to the Dark Energy Crystal costs because, you know, there's going to be all the upgrades you have to make and then there's going to be all the cards you have to buy. So I think supply is going to be low and remain low. Uh, we might have some, some interim uh, increases in supply as the sink or the faucet from, um, from you know, just re everyday playing plus, plus the Uniswap rewards uh, are, 
are you know entered into the ecosystem but uh i think long term we're still going to be very thin on on the dark energy crystal supply front so um yeah so as far as the if you're in the uniswap pool so <laughs> you're you're not screwed but uh yeah I, I wish they would separate that too that would be much much easier to to see um so so this is how the uniswap pools work if if you don't know so when you enter the pool you have to enter balanced assets so if you're doing dark energy crystals versus ethereum that means you have to enter the same value in 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 dark energy crystals and in ethereum at the time you enter as your as your dark energy crystals and ethereum stay in the pool you are taking the other sides of swaps so somebody comes in and swaps dark energy crystals for ethereum they're selling dark energy crystals and buying ethereum that means you're doing the opposite side of that you are buying dark energy crystals and selling ethereum so in the case of a general run of one against the other you're always taking the losing side and that's that's the concept that has been popularized as impermanent loss which is a terrible name and not really accurate but basically it's it's opportunity cost um you are uh you know as things are are going lower ver one versus the other you're buying more of that and as things are going higher you're selling more of that so uh so yeah if if ethereum rises relative to dark energy crystals you're going to end up with less ethereum and more dark energy crystals as part of the as part of the as a liquidity provider now overall you know the the selling of dark energy crystals has been less than the amount of overall market rise in ethereum so you know at least so far and, and that's a large part because of the gas costs related to trading on anything on ethereum and then when you get into the smart contract stuff with uniswap it gets more and more expensive so the um so the, the net result is you'll end up with more dark energy crystals, less Ethereum, but overall your market value will go up. And I hope that that makes sense. It's it's a little bit complicated. And then on top of that, you're getting rewarded in the sen in the terms of the liquidity provider incentives of you know that 274,000 a day being split up amongst however many liquidity providers. Uh, you know the bonus thing is interesting uh where you know it's it's their version of the geyser rewards where you increase you know one percent uh on your on your holdings per day up to uh a hundred percent um but you know i i think you'll you're you'll be okay i mean liquidity uh as far as getting in and out of the pools is super expensive right now but in terms of actual market value i think you'll be doing fine uh, if you want to throw in your uh, your uh, Ethereum address, we can actually look it up on on something like APY Vision, and then uh, we can take a look at, at exactly how your impermanent loss is being affected by you know versus the market gains. So let me know if you want to do that. Uh, but you know, net net, Ethereum pumps, then dark energy crystals pump because the selling is not enough to offset that. All right, so Paul's volunteering his his address here. So let's load it up. If my browser will work, that'd be great. Let's try in in uh, Brave here. My Brave does not does not work well with uh, Ethereum for some reason. So usually I like to do it in Firefox, but we'll see if it works. All right, so we view an address. 
do, do, do. And I think APY.vision has the best visualization of this, which is this right there. Okay, so current pools. So net market gains, you're up 84%. Okay. Let's see if this will actually paste. Try that again. All right, and then in terms of liquidity gains, you're down 13%. Okay, so you can see that you have gained 431,000 Dark Energy Crystals and you have lost uh, 0.6 Ethereum. So, you know, if you just look at that portion, you're down $277 or 13%. But when you factor in the fact that both assets have risen, that's, that's the net market gain side. Now you're up 854 uh, or 84%. So net of the two, let's bring up the calculator here. You're 841 minus 277. So that's a $577 gain. And that comes out to, I don't know, what did you start with? Uh, let's see. There's a way to look at the actual transactions. More info. There we go. So you entered with, oh, it doesn't give me an average price. Uh, but we can calculate it based on Ethereum. So you put in 1.47 ETH, which is really two times that. 1.47 times two times, uh, oh, there, there we go, uh, 1,010. So you're up basically 577 on 1010. Now, what in hindsight, would it have been better just to sell other dark energy crystal for Ethereum? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, that is the, <laughs> if, if we knew the future, then we'd all be rich. Uh, so you're at 57% net net. And that does not include the additional rewards you're getting along the way. So you've gotten plots, uh, you know, from whenever you pooled up to December 31st, and now you're getting Dark Energy Crystals. So uh, overall, you're probably up closer to 100% uh, when you factor in those other rewards. So no, you're not screwed. Uh, 20 plots at 450 raffle. Well, there you go. So uh, you'd have to add those in and then, you know, add in the, the Dark Energy Crystals you get. Uh, <laughs> not just says, what is rich? I only know poor or in debt. Most rich people are in debt, uh, but their equity is is positive. So uh, that is something to consider. Uh, so the other thing to consider uh, when you know in this Ethereum pumping environment is your market sales of cards. So over on Deck One Hundred One, you know anything that's above twenty five percent of the burn rate, we we sell. Um, especially with the gold foils, that's where a lot of the the funds are locked up in. And, you know, gold foils are very slow to transact. So, you know, it's kind of annoying. Uh, it takes a long time to build up to max levels to burn. So in the meantime, you know, we sell them. But um, when, when Dark Injuries went from 800 Splintoshis to 1,000 Splintoshis over the course of like, you know, six hours, um, we ended up selling a lot of things under uh, market value. So uh, some people who were very quick on the trigger or had their bots set up, uh, to snipe those those gold foil cards got great deals because <laughs> they got them for under burn um so that that's something you want to you want to keep in mind and and stay aware of if you are 
if you have any cards on the market. Because um, so we ended up losing. Uh, I wasn't a whole lot. It was like fifteen thousand dark energy crystals, but um, still, it's it's the principle of the thing, and it was highly annoying. Uh, so just be aware of that and manage your sales, you know, accurately. Um, do you have an updated spreadsheet with the new raffle tokens of 791.864? No, but I can. Uh, let's see if I, if I open my Splinterlands workbook. It takes like two minutes to open. While that's going, uh, you know, there was a Happy New Year post from Splinterlands. And uh, some, some good stuff in here. So main, the main land pre-sale, or the main land sale has started. I guess it is still a pre-sale because it's not functional yet. Um, and it's not the main land, it's an island. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they're going for $20 a plot, $1,700 a tract, or $15,000 per region. And it's the post-pre-sale sale, yeah. Post-pre-sale pre-sale. So the... Uh, so that that is live um obviously on hive engine or leo decks there are still uh plots being being sold for less than that so if we look at plot right here it is going for uh, still around 11 bucks um so you know, you know until that supply is taken up you know i don't think anybody's going to be buying um you know 20 dollars plots and, you know, in, in the end, I expect people, you know, who are, who are having the flipping mindset to be buying regions and then selling plots. And so the, the, the secondary market of, of the plots will be, you know, always lower, at least until that's used up, always lower than the retail price. Uh, you know, Hive engine prices have been sadly a lot, even under $9 per. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you get it for $9, I think that's a deal. Uh, so, you know, keep, keep in mind, there's, there's always this constant, you know, arbitrage between, you know, hive prices and, and, uh, and how that all interacts with the U.S. dollar and the, the retail price because we have this, this three-cornered market kind of thing. Um, but, you know, we are officially into retail, uh, retail stuff. So, uh, I've got my spreadsheet open, so let's look at raffle tickets uh, da, 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 791864. So let's uh, let's do that. Let's we can delete all this stuff. Well, I won't delete it. I'll just I'll just gray it out. Uh, all right. So now we are looking at 18 cents, basically. If we're looking at, uh, you know, this all assumes the value of the totems. So th this has a has 200 totems at a $50 value. Uh, this and epic totems at $10, rare totems at five, and common totems at one. I have no idea uh, <laughs> if those are right, but I think they're in the ballpark of reasonable. And if you play around with them, it doesn't change that much. Uh, so I think I think in that 18 you know, call it 15 to 25 cents, somewhere in that bracket, I think is, is in the ballpark of, of fair. Now, obviously everybody has their own expectations as to, you know, future prices of everything, but that's, you know, that's my take on it. And you can do with that, uh, what you wish, I guess. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, I so originally I was saying eight to sixteen, depending on the valuation of totems. So eight was with totems being worth zero, and sixteen was worth them being uh, what I have here. So um, so yeah, that was based on a higher number of of uh, of raffle tickets or raffle tokens. And New Age is asking, what was the CSV command you used to download and where do you use it? You can use it in any channel or direct message with Gerbot. So you can do transfers, CSV, um, let's say, uh, I'll just use one of mine, uh, DEC. So that will pop up. Uh, it'll take, it takes a, a little bit, but Gerbot will come up with a link, which you can download. And then it will um, it'll be a CSV file of all the transfers going back however far. See, there we go. Uh, Gerbot post neil.cards.csv, and you can download it, and you can look at all my transfers, which is all in the blockchain anyway, so it's not like you're hiding anything. Uh, but a very useful command, uh, especially uh, you know, if you're playing a lot, of, a lot of games, whether it be Splinterlands or D-City or, or something else, uh, you, can, you can check all that stuff pretty, pretty nicely with that command. Uh, but no sense inviting trouble there, so I'll delete that. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that's um, that's my take on the current price or the current expected value. Now, if you are one of these super lucky people and you think you're going to get the region, it's worth you know fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> for one. Uh, but if you think you're going to get nothing, then it's worth zero. So, you know, you gotta you gotta make your own assessment there. Uh, Biden Trump getting close to being paid out. Oh man, Biden Trump has just been killing me. So, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, there is I created this election game, uh, which we can see the stats of here. People put in tokens uh, swap that hive against uh, on Trump winning, on Biden winning, or on nobody winning. And the way this pays out, the 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 way the market gets resolved is if one per, one candidate concedes or someone is sworn in on January 20th. At this point, <laughs> uh, it's January 5th. The election was two months ago. Trump has not conceded, even though it's looking like he's going to lose. And the Congress is certifying or doing whatever, having their official vote tomorrow. Um, will Trump concede after that? Uh, chances are no. <laughs> uh, you know, so... I, my guess is that we're going to go to January 20, and and then when Biden is sworn in, then the Biden wins tokens will pay out, and each each Biden wins holder in that event would win 1.72, or not each holder, but each token will represent 1.72 swap that hive. If something happens and Trump uh, gets sworn in, then it's going to be 2.54 per Trump wins token, and if neither one of them uh, gets sworn in on January 20th, then nobody pays out. And the every, every nobody token will will win thirty eight point six seven uh, swap that hive, which is you know incredible. Uh, I, I I sold my uh, my Trump wins. I had a hundred of them. I sold them to Rondon uh, for like twenty hives total or something. And <laughs> I still I'm still holding my thirty nobody though because I think that is is actually possible. So you know if we devolve into civil war or if if, so the, the more likely scenario, I think, is so Biden wins, and uh, but he doesn't make it to inauguration because Kamala takes him out and he's, or he steps down for, quote unquote, health reasons. 
and and Kamala gets sworn in, then nobody's going to pay out, and uh, <laughs> and I'll make all everything back on on the nobody tokens. But uh, you know, we're just waiting and waiting and waiting, and I know people are annoyed, but um, you know the the funds are still sitting there. They're just you're just waiting for for the market to resolve. And you know this this whole thing has inspired uh, the uh, a bunch of the Hive Engine crew and and myself to start kind of formalizing these kinds of uh, operations into a prediction market, and that is coming soon. We are in alpha testing. We found some some bugs that are uh, well not bugs, but they're um, like. Uh, like edge case market conditions that you know would, would end up with a negative user experience so we're ironing those out but i think we are close to releasing a beta and i'm gonna say two weeks ish uh, i know i've said that before but uh that's <laughs> that's kind of the way it goes so so yeah that that is the story there it's coming and it'll be soonish now uh Back to the Happy New Year post for, for a second. Do you have a catchy name? So we've been going back and forth on the name. Uh, right now we're on Double Up, uh, but that is not final. Uh, <laughs> so uh, back to back to the post. We got uh, the new the new Uniswap LP rewards, which Paul is getting. Um, I I cashed in all my my or I pulled out a liquidity pool to to buy my land, so I don't really have anything in there anymore. Um, Plot and raffle Uniswap rewards, those are great. Raffle update. So total supply, 791.864. So 52,211 prizes available. That means on average, 1 in 15 raffle tickets will win something. And of course we have the spread. So this is key. Raffle drawing is scheduled to take place on January 26, 2021 at 12 Eastern, 1700 UTC. I'll post that here. So I know people have been asking, uh, but there is a date in there. As long as raffle tokens, as long as your raffle tokens are held in your account in the game, they will be automatically included uh, in the raffle, and you will receive a notification of the results the next time you log in. Please note, raffle take raffle tokens held outside of the game or that are unclaimed at the time of the drawing, such as on the Hive Engine Exchange or unclaimed Uniswap LP rewards, will not be counted. This is important. Uh, make sure that you claim all your stuff and you move it all into the game uh, before January 26th. And uh, they'll do the usual random number, blockchain info, whatever, uh, to, for the drawing itself. And um, this I thought was interesting. The next untamed air, the next untamed airdrop card. So com we're coming up with the next 100,000 uh, milestone. And we've, we all thought we were getting our Otter uh, Dragon Summoner. But uh, apparently not. <laughs> uh, due to some issues that have come up in designing the card, however, the legendary Dragon Summoner card will need to be pushed back to the 10th Untamed Airdrop, and a different card will be released for the 9th Airdrop. The details of the new card will be announced in the very near future, so please stay tuned for that. Uh, uh, Paul's getting 1,900 deck a day. So, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, you know, that's, you know, considering you put in 1,000 USD originally, that's 2% a day. That'll, that'll work. <laughs> uh, or no, 0.2% a day. 2% would be a little excessive. Uh, but still, 0.2%, you know, times 365. 
you know, on your original investment is 73%. Okay, that'll work. Uh, obviously, that'll that'll change as as competition enters or leaves the uh, the liquidity pool, but not too shabby. And uh, the roadmap update. Everybody loves roadmaps. So we got land presale raffle drawing January 2021. We have uh, mobile app tutorial Q1 2021. That is critical. We have uh, iTunes Store mobile app submission Q1. Guild Guild Brawls Q1 2021. That'll be exciting. Uh, new card delegation and rental system also Q1. So a lot of stuff here uh, happening. Uh, the, the big things are getting the mobile working, well, getting it into Apple and getting it into uh, working with the tutorial, I think, is great. And then Guild Brawls is basically for us, you know, us OGs that are that are in the um, uh, in the Guild system heavily. And then, you know, for everybody, we get the new card delegation and rental system sometime in the next, next three months, let's say. And I know uh, Jarvie's been, been working hard at designing that. Uh, I don't know uh, exactly all the details, but my impression is that it's going to be liquidity pool-esque in the sense that you're not going to be renting so much from one particular, from one particular card owner or not. You're, you're just renting a card, and it gets filled uh, you know, on an ad hoc basis. So I think that's going to be really cool. And then Q2, we've got uh, the map release, land claims redemptions, in-game management for avatars and skins, and then Q4, land expansion release. So I've been saying all along Christmas 2021 for the for the land expansion to be uh, fully functional, and I think <laughs> that'll be right. <laughs> they might get it. At, they might squeeze it in in like October, maybe. But I'm I'm banking on for my own mental uh, well-being. I'm banking on uh, on Christmas. So just the very tail end of 2021. Boss fights and achievements TBD. Uh, so so yeah, I think I think we're. Uh, we're headed in a good place uh, for the roadmap. And then, you know, on the back of all this, we have the fact that crypto is just going bonkers, right? So Bitcoin is at 33,794 right now. And Ethereum's up to 1,000 uh, or 1,100. So, you know, I've been saying all along that, you know, when we, when we start to have this mania and people get FOMO, people are going to come into into crypto and some of them will be gamers and some of them will will find blockchain games and of course splinterlands is number one in the blockchain gaming space so i think we stand to benefit quite a bit from all of that uh it's you know it's it's an indirect effect so it'll take some time for all this percolate through but uh i'm i'm optimistic and uh you know with with sign up being easier than ever before then i think that's all to the good uh, imagine what BTC is going to be like if the U.S. gets those 2K checks. <laughs> I got my uh, my $600 check uh, or my deposit in uh, my account yesterday, so that that was fun. Let me just check here because I haven't actually looked at it since it, it was pending. I think it went through. Uh, bu bu yep, bank has it as as deposited, so that's fun. Uh, you know, and because, you know, it's me, a wife, two kids, I actually get 600 times four, which is great. But I, I will take the 2K. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, 2K per would be a nice little nice little bump to that. But, you know, it's uh, I, I, I just don't understand. Joe, I, I will be political here for the last uh, two minutes or whatever. But, you know, I've been trying to think is like, what is what is McConnell thinking? 
obviously it's it's a crazy unpopular thing to uh, to block the passage of this checks. So, you know, Trump wants it. The Democrats in the House want it. It's just really McConnell blocking the whole thing. So the only thing I can figure. Oh, and you know, so I'm in Georgia, and it's looking like Georgia's going to vote Democrat uh, for the for the runoff race for the senators, which means Senate control will flip to Democrats, and uh, it'll be House, Senate, presidency, all Democrats. So they're going to get their way for the next two years. Uh, on whatever they can agree amongst themselves upon. And uh, a large part of that means tax increases. So the only thing I can figure is that McConnell figures he's safe so that when the next time comes around for elections, then he'll be back into a position of, of power. because uh, And he's okay with losing that power temporarily uh, to get, well, to get rid of Trump and to uh, exacerbate things. Uh so didn't Trump get his way for two years as well? And, and Obama, yeah, Obama did. And that's how we got the Affordable Care Act. And uh, Trump Trump had a majority, uh, but the Republicans, a lot of them hated him. So it didn't get much done uh, in, in those two years that he had the majorities. But uh, that's typically the way it goes. You know, it's, it's very, it's very re- reversal-ish. So, you know, if we go all Democrat, 95% chance in the midterms, one of the houses... Uh, it goes back to Republicans. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, look out for, for tax increases because, you know, so if, if we find out tomorrow that uh, Georgia did in fact go for the Democrats in the Senate, then uh, taxes are going up in some form or fashion. Exactly how, I mean, there, there are a lot of different proposals uh, in the Biden tax plan. I, I don't know which ones will be passed and which ones won't, but if you are a tax client of mine, you will find out, as I find out. So, and we'll do planning uh, related to all that. That's actually a big part of my business, so there is that. <laughs> um, there, there was a major other thing I wanted to talk about, and that was the fact that the OCC, the Office of Comptroller of the Currency, released a statement yesterday saying that banks could participate in crypto and stablecoins. And I think that's going to have huge effects in, uh, in the economy in general, in banking, uh, in people's involvement in crypto. But that's, that's going to be a very long-term thing. But I guess I'll have to save that for next week uh, because we are coming up on the end of the hour. And I know we had some technical difficulties and uh, apologies for that. But uh, sometimes, sometimes streaming platforms break, <laughs> apparently. So, so it is what it is. I, I don't even know if the, so normally what's supposed to happen is that, is that, uh, 55 seconds, five seconds before the hour, we transition over to the next stream, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I do know that my time is ending. So I will, I will say thank you all for coming and we'll see you next week.